series entitled The Spirit of Truth. We've been on this for a while, going to stay on it for a while because of how important that it is and how we need to be reminded of it all the time. We need to be reminded of the person of the Holy Spirit and who He is in us and in our lives and how He makes the difference and how He's our helper. He was He's here, he's in us to help us, not just to exist, but to help us. And we need him. I'm telling you tonight, you need help. Amen? Right. Say it, I need help. I need help. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> no, we, we, but we need help. I'm telling you, we need help. I don't care, I don't care what people think. Uh, I don't care how smart you think you are, you need help. I don't care how intelligent that you think you are and how much you think you have things together. I promise you, you don't know like you need to know. Amen? And you need help. We all need help tonight. So looking at our um, one of our foundational scriptures that we've used here uh, in, in this teaching in John 14 and 16, and um, and I want to focus a little bit tonight on, uh, a little bit more tonight on the person of the Holy Spirit, just Him personally. He's a, he's a person. He's not a thing or an it or a being or a, you know, He's not something created in the twilight zone somewhere. He, he's a person. The Holy Spirit is. And it says in John 14, 16, and, and I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever. He said, I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper. Well, Jesus was helping them, was He not? He was helping them, but He was on the outside of them, helping them. And, and, and the only help that there was on planet earth in His day was in Him. So the help was wherever Jesus was. Now he said, I'm going to send you another one that's helping, but he's going to do more than just be around you. Um, look at, look at um, John 16, 13. He said, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you of things to come. He said that this is, this is who the Spirit of truth is. But notice how many times in that verse of Scripture that you see the word He. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. I think that the emphasis there is that He wants us to know He's a He, He's a person. He, he's not an it, a thing, but he's a person. And the Holy Spirit has come to, to dwell in us. And, and now what couldn't happen with Jesus, because I mean, I mean, the Holy Spirit was in Jesus, but he but and Jesus was helping the people around him wherever he went, there were miracles and things happened. But now I'm giving you another helper, and he said, and I've helped you, but I'm giving you one that's going to live in you and abide in you, and, and he's going to be in every one of you. So now, wherever you go, 
you're going to go with the help that I have that I've helped you with because I've helped you with the help from the helper that lives in me, but now he's going to live in you and he's going to help you same way that he's helped me help you. Now he's going to help you so you can help others. Literally, that's what he's saying. I'm giving you, now he's going to live in you and now your help comes from within. Because now heaven has come to the earth through Jesus Christ. We know that in Scripture. And now he lives in us, so my help is internally. It's inside of me. Can you say amen? Amen. So I want to look at just a couple of verses just to make a couple of points about this. And um, John 5 and 30 Okay, so, so to make my point about what I just said, think about this. The, the, these next two verses are Jesus saying this about himself. This is Jesus saying this. John 5 and 30. I can do of myself, I can of myself do nothing. Jesus saying, on my own, I can do absolutely nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. And then look at John 12 in verse 49. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. Now, this is chapter 12. Then in chapter 14, and we've already read it, verse 16, he says, And I will pray to the Father who has been my help, and he's going to send you another one like us who's going to help you, but he's not going to just be around you. He's going to live in you, and your help will reside from within. Jesus himself said, of myself, I can do nothing. If you and I have that attitude that we're going to do this on our own, I promise you that what you will accomplish is zero. Nothing. I mean, it doesn't matter what it looks like, but you will accomplish nothing without Him. If Jesus couldn't do anything without the Father, and then He said, I'm praying to the Father who is my help on the earth, and He's going to send another one to live in you to be that helper like I've been your helper because Holy Spirit in me only brings to me everything Father says, and now the same thing's going to work for you. So actually today, when we hear the voice of the Spirit, we're hearing the voice of the Father the same way Jesus did. And he said, without that, I couldn't accomplish a thing. With it, what can't you not do? Are there any limitations in God? Absolutely not. So we're talking about the God that knows everything about everything. 
everything about everything, nothing left out, and he lives inside of you and I. Do we have every answer we'll ever need in life? It's already inside of us. We have to hear it. I can do nothing without him, but how many times, how many other verses of Scripture, he said, with me you can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who is my strength if I believe that. If I don't believe it, I'm trying to work all my issues out, trying to make decisions based on what I think is best, trying to make decisions, do this, make choices, how my top of my head, I think it's right. He said if he was doing that, he wouldn't accomplish anything. Who the heck do we think we are if Jesus said that? Who the heck do I think I am that I'm going to make decisions and be effective if I'm not getting it from him? Amen? And amen. So, um, Second Corinthians 13 and verse 14, I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. <clears throat> this was a, I don't know why I'm reading this, but I'm just throwing this out there because I want you to, I want you to, I, I, want, um, I want to emphasize tonight how real that the presence of the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is here right now in this place. Why? Because we're here. Yeah. I mean, if, if we all leave, I mean, he's everywhere at all times, but he's, if we all leave and the, and, the, and the lights are turned off and the room is empty, there's, I mean, he's at all places, but there's no purpose in what he's doing because his purpose is us. He's here tonight, right now. So when you, when you leave, when Sean leaves here tonight and he goes home, who's in his home? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Why? Because he's there. Right? Holy Spirit's with us everywhere. So here's the last verse of the last thing that he said to, in both of his letters to the, to the church at Corinth. Paul says this. In the Amplified, the grace, favor, and spiritual blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, in other words, the Father, and the presence and the fellowship and the communion and the sharing together and the participation in the Holy Spirit. Be with you all, amen, so be it. So he's saying to the church at Corinth, the last thing that he's telling them, Jesus is real, the Father's real, but I'm telling you, to know Jesus and to know the Father, you have to have this, and I like the way the Amplified says this, you have, you have to have what you have to be practicing and developing all the time is understanding the presence, the fellowship. Remember, he's a person. Hmm? Can Josh and I fellowship? Right? We, we, we can fellowship. How do we fellowship? We sit down, we talk, talk about things, we're, we're, communion, we're communing, you know, going back and forth with information about things that are going on. We're fellowshipping. We're, we're, we're connecting with each other. We can do that. He's a person. He wants us 
to commune with Him, to connect, to fellowship. What's some other words that He uses? Um, sharing together and, and participating in the Holy Spirit. When we're talking about Him tonight, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, just close your eyes for a moment. He's here. He's here. Is, is, is He pleased with what we're doing? Absolutely. Why? Look at me. Why? Because we're talking about Him. And He knows, listen, this isn't some selfish thing. This, this is a matter-of-fact thing. He knows without Him, you can't be victorious. And He wants your victory for you more than you do. But He knows if you don't know Him and you don't really know. I mean, like, is He right here? I mean, if, if, if I sit up here and talk to you, is He sitting right here? Is He right here? Is, I mean, He's everywhere. But He's in us. But he wants, he wants us to believe in Him in us. He wants us to trust Him in us because it's in us that He takes what the Father says to us and reveals to us what we need to know to be able to combat what all the other thoughts are saying in life. All the other thoughts that are trying to convince us that what you see and feel and hear, and we say this a lot, you hear me say this a lot, but this is down here where your feet touch the ground where you've got to have the victory. He's constantly trying to convince you that what you see in the negative way and see and hear and feel in the negative in your, through your five physical senses are more real than what God has promised in His Word. And He's saying to us tonight, He said, you've got to commune with me. You have to fellowship with me. You have to be a partaker with me. We gotta, we've got to break bread together. I mean, you know, do, do you bless your food when you eat? Why? I mean, just, just because somebody in your family's always done it? No, I mean, it should be just a time of, Father, I, I thank you for the food. I thank you for your presence here. Thank you for what you've blessed us with. And I thank you, Lord, that no sickness and disease can touch and, 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 and has any place in our physical bodies. Today, we just rejoice and we acknowledge you in your greatness. Just another opportunity to give God glory for everything that we have and everything that we do. Don't ever let a time, you know, don't, I mean, sometimes, you know, you get in a rush and you're trying to eat or you're somewhere and you think, well, you know, I'm not going to pray here or whatever. Why? Who cares what anybody thinks? You know, don't miss an opportunity to to commune and fellowship with him and just be aware of him and his presence. He's, he's sitting in a restaurant here in Kerrville somewhere. He's, he's there with you, you know, and be aware of that. Be reminded. Do things to stir you up in remembrance that he's real and his presence is there. Amen? So I want to read um, John 14, 16 in the Amplified. And I want to go through it just just a few things that I, that I want you to see in Scripture. Um, <clears throat> the Amplified John 14, 16 says this, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another comforter, another counselor, another helper, 
another intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, that he may remain with you forever. I'll ask the Father and he will give you this, this, this person, and these are his sevenfold um, characteristics, or, or there's a there's a sevenfold anointing on him to accomplish these kind of things. And I, w- I want to go through each of these names tonight, and I want to look at, 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 at a couple things. Before we look at those, look at John 14 and then verse 26. And he said, <clears throat> Jesus said here, he said, but the helper of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, what will he do? He will teach you all things, and he'll bring to remembrance all things that I said to you. I, I'll just tell you this. Don't ever say over yourself, you can't remember. I, I, I'm just telling you, don't speak over yourself negative thoughts that, you know, I'm losing my mind. No, he gave you the mind of Christ. Yeah. I'm not losing the mind of Christ. I'm not losing my mind. I'm giving no place to the lack of remembrance because he gave me the help of the Holy Spirit to, number one, lead me and guide me into the truth about everything. Amen. He's given me the truth. I mean, the Holy Spirit is there to tell me when, something, when I'm confronted with something, when somebody says something to me, he's there to tell me what the truth is about what has just happened, That's right. no matter what it is. I don't have to give place to any lies, any manipulation, any control from any type of thoughts. He has given me the spirit of truth. Amen? I can know the truth about everything. Why? Because he knows everything about everything. Hmm. Everything. And he lives in me. Hmm? He lives inside of us. I know. I can know everything about everything because the one that knows everything about everything lives in me. You have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you don't ask correctly. Or you're not listening. You're not paying attention. You're not aware of him as a person. You're not fellowshipping and communing with him on a day-to-day basis. I'm not, spe- I'm not saying these kind of things to put condemnation on you. I'm saying these things to you to challenge you to understand what it means to commune with him, to fellowship with him. He is a person. And if you don't spend time with a natural person, you won't get to know them. You have to spend time, you have to fellowship with them, you have to know them. Or, you know what? A lot of times, you can kind of halfway be friends with somebody, but you don't spend any time with them. And the enemy will try to get a wedge between you and get you to think something about them and them think something about you that's not even true, but because you, you don't fellowship and there's no relationship, now you're speculating. Whew, speculation's rough. I don't want speculation, I want truth. I want the truth. Amen. Sounds like, uh, what movie is that? few good men, that's what it is. I want the truth. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you, you do have to watch it on TV. You don't want to watch it any other time. <sighs> but I love that movie. Woo! 
I want the truth. And that, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you tonight, I don't want anything but the truth. I want the truth about everything. And he said, I can have it. But I have to know him and I have to fellowship with him. I have to commune with him. I have to spend time with him or I'm not going to know that truth. And, and he's, going to, he's going to cause me to remember what I need to remember. Do not ever say, I can't remember. I'm just telling you, train yourself. Get that out of your vocabulary. I have the mind of Christ, I think the thoughts of God, and the spirit of remembrance lives on the inside of me. I can remember everything. Have a mind like a steel trap. All the days of my life. The Bible says, as God was with Moses, this is a confession I make over myself all the time, as God was with Moses, so is he with me. My eyes are not dim, neither are my natural forces abated. Blessed for my eyes, they see, my ears hear, and everything is functioning correctly and properly. I think correctly, I think clearly, I hear clearly, and I know because spirit of truth lives in me. Amen. Spirit of remembrance lives in me. Now let's just go through that list. Look at a few more verses or, or from um, John 14, look at a couple other things. It says, um, he will comfort me. Um, you know, one of the things that I've realized about life is, I don't know about you, but when I got born again, when I came into the born again life, I, uh, you know, I was, I, I had a whole deck of cards I was playing. Man, I played cards. I'm not talking about literal cards, well, I did, but not, that's not what I'm talking about here. But I played the, I played the blame everybody else card. I played the victim card. I played a, a number of different cards because it was all part of survival. What I've realized in, in relationships is that if you, put, if you put any pressure on any relationship with a human being, you are set up to be disappointed. I'm just telling you right now, I don't care what the relationship is, you put any pressure on a natural relationship, like that's where you're going to get your identity from, you're set up for disaster. Because the enemy can get in between that relationship. The deal about your relationship with the Holy Spirit is the enemy can't get in there. He can't get between you. God wants you and I to have this relationship with the Holy Spirit because he's the one that will bring comfort. When we're, I've realized through the years that there's not really anybody God wants me to look to for comfort. But God wants me comforting. He wants me comforting. So, if you believe in seed time and harvest time and you're a comforter, 
and you're looking to comfort people when they're in distress or something bad has happened or something's happened in their life and you want to bring the comfort from the Holy Spirit because 2 Corinthians chapter 1, just read it in their first 10, 12 verses, talks about the comforter. He's, he, that, that he is the God of all comfort and that he comforts us with the comfort that comes from him. Well, when I know him and he's the comforter, and he's showing me how to comfort, then I'm not sitting around, you know, whining and crying because somebody's not comforting me. Some of the best times to comfort is when you need comfort. Because if I need to be comforted, and I'm not fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, learning how to get that from him, and I'm putting pressure on other people, you're just going to be let down. I'll just tell you right now, nobody on the planet has the responsibility to comfort you from your perspective. Nobody was created to follow you around and comfort you. That's the Holy Spirit's job. He's your helper. He's your comforter, right? If, if my wife needs comfort in some specific way, I want to be in that place where I'm sensitive to give that to her, led by the Holy Spirit, so that I'm comforting in a correct way, in a way that she needs it, because, listen, the Holy Spirit will comfort people through people, but not with, not with counterfeit comfort. That's not the Holy Spirit's comfort. So, 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 so our flesh will try to do something, and, and sometimes we want to comfort people to get credit for it. I'm just talking. And that won't work. We want the comfort from the Holy Spirit. And I want to be a comforter, not one who needs comfort. And when I'm one comforting, I'm going to receive comfort when I need it because the Holy Ghost is in me and the Holy Spirit will speak to people. If it needs to come, if it, if it doesn't come from within me and, and that's enough and I need some skin in the game in my life, it'll come because God's led somebody because I've been busy comforting. That's pretty good right there. What's the next one? That he's a counselor to us. He is truly our counselor. Anybody ever needed counsel? Yeah. I've been, as, as a pastor, I've been, and, and I know lots of pastors that don't believe in it and for a lot of different reasons. And, uh, and, and I, I've counseled people for 30 years. And and liked it, and there was a season when I got, I got um, kind of burned out with counseling. And I got a prophetic word from somebody, and they said, um, if you're burned out with counseling, and the anointing is there to counsel and to give and to speak into people's lives, then you're not doing what God wants you to do because you're burned out or you're frustrated or you're whatever, you know, and you, you're over here in, in yourself. In other words, you're not fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit to get what he wants you to do. You're listening to how you feel. And he is the most amazing counselor on the planet. 
most amazing. Today, I mean, there's not a, probably a day goes by, I don't get a phone call, a text from somebody from somewhere about something, and somebody texts me something today, and uh, I'm moving my, moving my thumbs. Somebody texts me today about something, and the wisdom of God, the counselor, begin to flow out of me. And I, and I sent a word to that person, and they sent word back to me, actually several people today, but this one person sent this word back to me is that that's what I needed today. That's what I needed. And they weren't actually saying something to me to get a response, but I gave them a response because the counselor spoke some things to me, and I counseled. And you know what? If you believe in seed time and harvest time, if you're counseling, then all of your counseling that you need personally will be taken care of if you trust the God inside of you. It, it, it will come to you in the form of revelation, just between you and Him, or if there needs to be skin in the game to give you counsel about something, then it will happen. Why? Because you're busy counseling. You're busy wanting to be a blessing to other people. That's what God is preparing us and empowering us to be out of ourselves and into Him so that we can do His work in the earth. And the only way to accomplish that is a relationship and communion and fellowship and connection with the Holy Spirit. There's no other way. Only that way. The helper, as we've talked about many, many times, that's what he is. He helps. He doesn't do. He helps. In other words, he doesn't do everything for you. He helps you do what you need to do. That's why you need to hear from him in how to do what he's trying to help you to do. Because if you're listening to all, diff all kinds of other voices and ideas and you're not getting from him how to fix a situation, then you're trying to figure out in yourself, and Jesus said he wouldn't do that, why would I do that? I don't have to be caught doing that because I can draw from the helper and the helper will help me. And when you're helping other people, seed time and harvest time, it will come back to you. People will help you when you need help. But they'll help you with the help of the Holy Ghost. I don't want just anybody's help. I want help from the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? He's an intercessor. I tell you, I've told you uh, several times in the last few months that I pray for you every day. And I do. I pray. You're part of this church. I pray for you every single day. And I, and I don't miss. I can't miss because Paul said, I can't not pray for you. If I'm going to deliver this to you, then you need to be prayed for. But Jesus ever lives to make intercession for us. And it's a good thing. I mean, I think it's, there's comfort in knowing that the Holy Spirit has led me to pray for you every day, right? That's a good thing. But to know that he prays for you, you know? I mean, Jesus is praying for you. But listen, he's praying for us through people that pray because he's told us to pray. That's how he's praying for us. Think about it for a moment. Spirit of God is on the inside of me. If somebody here needs to be prayed for and spoken over, something needs to be declared over their life, and not just one time, but in a consistent basis, and the Holy Spirit is saying, you need to do that, then 
Jesus is praying because you got the word from him because why? You fellowship, you connect, you spend time, you do things with him, he tells you what to do, then you do it, and now he is doing it through you. See, because we don't know Jesus. Second, second uh, Corinthians, uh, I think five it is, says we don't know Jesus now after the flesh anymore. Now we know him by the person of the Holy Spirit, That's Right? right? We know him by the Holy Spirit. And when, we, when I know, when, I, when, I, when, when Jesus is known to the world through us, because they'll never know Jesus, Jesus will never be known to the world in the form that he was in over 2,000 years ago. The only way Jesus will be known is when people fellowship with the Holy Spirit, they begin to do the things that he did, act like he did, they take on his nature. Christ in me is the hope of the world. Christ in you is the hope of the world. No other, no other way. It's not going to be because in this dispensation of time, he comes back to the earth to save the earth. He's already saved the earth. He's already saved mankind. Mankind has already been saved and healed, delivered, and set free. Can you say amen? The world has already been judged. Everything's already been set up. He's not coming back He's not coming back in this dispensation. He's coming back at the end of the church age. In a whole new dispensation of time. But right now, he's here. When I fellowship with the Holy Ghost, when you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you connect with the Holy Spirit, you hear from the Holy Spirit, and you begin to learn how to be comforted and give comfort. How to be counseled and give counsel how to be all the things that he is and, and, and then be able to do that. And that's where, and we'll read it in a moment, that's where in the next few weeks when we talk about the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12, we're going to look at those nine gifts of the Spirit. That's where those gifts need to be in operation in our lives that the Holy Spirit through those gifts as he wills them through us minister life to other people. They're more important than most people have any clue. Because without them, without those gifts in operation, a lot of things don't happen. Those gifts are in operation because we're doing these things with the Holy Spirit, because we're familiar with Him. We know Him. Not familiar in a bad way, but we know Him. We're connected to Him. We understand Him. We know His voice, and we're paying attention to that, and we, we realize the safe and secure place that it is to be in Him. And so, because I'm in Him, there's not anything I can't do, not know, I can't accomplish. There's not anything I can't accomplish in life because I'm connected to Him. And when I know that, then a lot of other people around me become safe and secure too because that's where I spend my time. Same with you. Same with all of us. Can you say amen? He's an advocate. He's, a, he, he's, he's your attorney. He's your lawyer. He's the one that says, yes, Bert made mistakes, but I declare that he's not guilty. <laughs> no matter what else has happened, no, 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 no. I declare he's not guilty. And that worthless little worm, the enemy, that goes around, floats around like a roaring lion. He's not one. He has a big bark and no bite. 
trying to convince us how big and how terrible that he really is. And we have an advocate, an attorney, one that is on our side. And he's saying, not guilty. No, constantly, not guilty. Constantly, no, not guilty. Yeah, yeah, but the enemy will come and he'll, he'll try to bring accusations against you and try to say this thing, and yeah, but they've done this. Yeah, but not guilty. Why? Because now God sees us through the blood of Jesus. And when you look through the blood of Jesus, you can't see any imperfections. There's nothing wrong when you look through the eyes of Jesus, through the blood of Jesus. When you look, when God's looking that way, that's why it's just a constant, nonstop, not guilty. That's the advocate we have. I'm just telling you right now. It's not, you know, we're going to court and we're battling and we're trying to figure this out and we're going, no, it's just a not guilty plea all the way across. Because what he did, he did one time for all men and we're not guilty. Amen. I don't know about you, but when you think about that, does that make you want to go and go screw up again and again and again? Absolutely not. I want, to, I want to get this right. I want to do it right. I don't want to be like that. I'm not guilty. Nothing is being held over me. God's not holding any, He's not holding me back in any way in my life. Why would I want to do things that are trying to stop me from progressing? Why would I want to do that? I don't. I have an advocate with, with, with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. And His words are, not guilty. Say it. Not guilty. <laughs> That's all. That, not guilty. Something comes and tries to tell you, you know, you're disqualified, you're worthless. Not guilty. Not guilty. Use that not guilty plea all the time in your life. I am not guilty. Amen? You and I are not guilty. What's the next one? <clears throat> These are the last two. Strengthener. Ephesians 6 and 10 says, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might and ability. He is my strength. He is your strength. He is what... If He's our strength, then when I feel weak, boom, I'm strong. If I choose to be strong when I feel weak, then his strength overpowers me. When I give in to weakness, then the weakness takes over. But I then have to because inside of me, I have the strengthener. There's not any strength that even can compare to his strength. He'll always pull you up and take you higher if you draw from him. If you receive from him, you'll always go higher, stronger. Never giving in, never, never bowing down and taking things in your life. Always receiving what he's already done. He is my strengthener. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And number seven, he's my standby. Watch these two verses on the screen. Because I want you to see something that he is to us and for us. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. I'm just kind of going right in the middle of 
what that passage of Scripture is talking about, the armor of God. But just going right in the middle of it, and I want you to look at one thing. Everybody say, he is my standby. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. And what He is inside of me is He is my stand. What, what's, what's, what, what have we talked about here probably all year long in just about every message? What's my responsibility? My responsibility is to, is to uh, help me with the armor, um, put on the breastplate of righteousness. What is that? The Word of God. Having put on the helmet of salvation. What does that have to do with the Word of God? Having my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. What is that? The gospel of peace. That's the good news of peace. That in all these, all the different forms of the armor of God, the, the shield of faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. In all the things, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, not to be used on your neighbor but on the enemy, when you've done all of that to stand, then stand in your stand. <laughs> and my stand is the Holy Spirit within me. So my faith is not in all that I've done to stand. My faith is as I'm doing everything to stand and it's becoming clearer and clearer all the time, then I see the place where I stand, it's in Him. Because I'm communing with Him, I'm fellowshipping with Him, I'm understanding Him, I'm seeing Him clearer than I've ever seen Him before. And I, I'm, He said, when you've done all to stand, stand in Him. And when you're doing your part, you know how to do that. He'll show you how to do that. It's not trying to stand. After you've done it, do everything you can to stand and then, and then do your best to just make it through. No. No, I'm doing my daily routine, doing the things that he's talking about here in the armor of God. I'm putting those in place. They're becoming real to me. So I know how to stand in his presence, not in me trying to stand in my, on my own. I'll never stand on my own. You and I will never stand effectively on our own, ever. If Jesus can't do it without him, we can't. Without God, without the Holy Spirit, without the Father's voice and the words coming from the Father, he could do nothing, we can do nothing. But with him, there's not anything we can't do. Can you say amen to that tonight? Holy moly. There's nothing that we can't do. So, Paul says this, and we're going to get into this next week. I'm going to end with this tonight. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 12 and 1. He said, now concerning, the, the word gifts there was added 
if you have an actual Bible, though, you're, you'll see that it's in italics, and, and it, it is not in the literal translation. He said, so concerning spiritual things, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. And he says in verse 4, there are diversities of these types of things and manifestations, but it's all the same spirit. It's not, and next week we're going to talk about why it really isn't the word gifts. It's really not gifts, it's manifestations. And you'll see it right here as I read this, but we'll get into it next week. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord, and there are diversities of activities concerning spiritual things, but it's the same God who works all and in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit, that's what he's talking about. The manifestation of the Spirit. When the Spirit of God is manifested and I know how to stand, nothing can move me. I'm telling you what, I mean, we're somebody to be reckoned with in the earth. The devil can't win. So he can't win with your family. He can't win with your friends. He can't work with, he can't win with anybody. Why? Because I know how to stand. See, I, I know how to comfort. I know how to counsel. I know how to be a standby. I know, how, I, I know how to be a helper. I know how to be all the things that he is. I know how to be that. Why? Because I've been learning about these spiritual things, these spiritual manifestations. The, 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 he said, don't be ignorant of these spiritual things about understanding the Holy Spirit, His operations. There's different forms of operation, different types of operation, different connections. There's, there's ways that these gifts will flow, and we'll talk about that next week. But don't be ignorant of it. So how do you do that? By fellowshipping with Him. I mean, is He not the source? Yeah. So if you're fellowshipping with the source, then you get the goods. So then I'm not ignorant of spiritual things. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles to another prophecy, to another the discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, all by the same Spirit, to another the interpretation of tongues. Now watch this, and I, and I, just, I wanted to read through those and read this last verse. But one in the same Spirit, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, not a, not a, not a weird kind of spiritual thing, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, but one and the same Spirit, capital S, works all these things distributing to each one individually as He wills. As it's His will. And if you fellowship with Him and you know Him and you have faith in Him and you're not living your life trusting all these other things but you're learning to trust the God that's inside of you, then when it's time for the, gift, for the manifestation of, of the word of wisdom to operate for another person, it'll flow through you because you know him. Right. See, all these are by the Spirit. The word of wisdom by the Spirit. The word of knowledge by the Spirit. The working of miracles by the Spirit. The gifts of healings by the Spirit. 
So when I know that, then those things can be in operation through me because I know him. There's no pressure to operate in, in these manifestations that he's talking about right here. There's no pressure to have to, you know, try to figure those. No, 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 no. No, when you know him, they'll flow. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. Can you say amen?